Okay, uh, welcome back, everybody. Here we are, round two, behind the business. Um, this is actually becoming a thing, which is pretty incredible. Um, if anybody didn't listen, our first round uh, was Daniel Rotundo from Terry Hills, and I think we have a very good guest today that is just going to be just as great, and uh, that's Kathy Farrar from Batavia's Original, so welcome, Kathy. Thank you. I have to follow after Danielle. Wow. Well, you know, that's two, a lot of pressure. two power players here in Batavia. <laughs> yeah. So um, ultimately, the point of this podcast, if you don't know, is just to get the story behind you and your business, um, and I know a lot of local people know it, but not everybody might, so that's kind of what this is about. So uh, you have Eric Fix and I here. Say hello, Eric. Hello, Eric. Hello. <clears throat> that one's, I'm cutting that right out. That. More or less, we'll just get right into it here. And uh, why don't you tell us about, um, how about Batavia's Original today? What's what's going on right now at Batavia's Original? Oh, well, it's exciting. Exciting to have customers back, you know, dining in. And, you know, that was a whole other thing, COVID. But uh, we trudged through it all and did pretty well. Um, we've got live music on Wednesdays, which is really great because brings people out something to do. Mm-hmm. And we had that during COVID too. So that I think really people look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys have that patio there. Yeah. The patio is amazing. It's just, a, I thank Sam Pontillo every day for coming up with that and extending it. Cause it, it just, it's been a blessing. Plus we got to, um, we enclosed it this winter. Yeah. So during COVID, you know, we had the space. Well, you know, you said the name. You said Sam Pontillo. So, <laughs> so let's get into it here. Why don't you tell us about about your history when Batavia's original was Pontillo's Pizzeria? Yeah. So uh, I started and I worked for the Pontillo family in 1988. I was just looking for a summer job, <laughs> and uh, you know they were a great family to work for. You know, treated me like one of their own. Um, when it uh, so I was going to GCC and actually looking for a job to get through college. And uh, I grew up out in Darien, went to Pembroke. So uh, Batavia was like the big city for me. And uh, so going to GCC, I uh, got hired on the spot at Pontillo's. Actually, can you come back in two hours and, and work the dinner shift? That's fucking true. <laughs> yes. And here, I, I've never... I, I was hired as a server. Never took tables served in my life. I'm like, sure, I could do this. And, you know, I, I had the, the whole dining room to myself. And uh, I think I, I dropped a tray of drinks that first night. But they invited me back. So Yeah, talk about trial by fire. Yeah. Let, let's, just, let's just start it right up. Full dining room, serve this place, right? Yeah. I can yeah. never get away with that now. Oh, no, no, yeah. <laughs> Um, we talked about this on last podcast. I served tables for like seven years, so I, I can completely relate with that. And when we used to train people, it was, I would call it trial by fire because it's exactly that. Like uh, you sink or swim, especially on a busy night. Yeah. So, and it was a busy night. Yeah. Um, but I did well with that. Uh, so probably I served for probably the first two years and, uh, the Pontillos asked me, you know, if I want to start making pizzas and I'm like sure there weren't any girls really at the time making pizzas so I'm like a little nervous and uh they showed me the ropes and I did pretty good with that and, and that's what I did the majority of the time I could still make a pretty mean pie and fast yeah fast and and they come out pretty nice do you um, the whole tossing in the yep, air thing toss them and sweet yeah I always wish I could do that yeah it's a definitely an art yeah, you, know, you can't just come in and make a pizza. Yeah, I'm not very coordinated. 
So things like that don't match with what I do. Um, but you prefer the finished product. Yes, I I can eat it. Yeah, it's amazing how fast it goes away when I when it comes. But oh yeah. Um, well, they, um, and then they quickly taught you know I I started doing the schedule and they give me you know more responsibilities and and it was something I really loved right from the beginning. And then when I was done with GCC and it was time to go on to four year college, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do didn't really love college. And then, you know, the Pantelos were just like, well, why don't you just work here? And I'm like, sure. So they made it worth my while. And, and uh, I worked hard for them for a lot of years. They were, like I said, a great family to work for. I learned a lot from them. Um, were you like, like a manager? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So like you moved up the ranks yeah. as time went on pretty quickly. Like they didn't give too many people the responsibilities, but you know, I, I was staying and they knew it. So yeah. they were like, we got Kathy. Yeah. We're going to make her do this. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember conversations with Sam about things when we, we were doing a lot of catering when I was running camp off at the time. And, oh, don't worry. We got Kathy. We'll take care of it. It'll be fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> All yeah. the time. And, uh, you know, they, t- they were really great in the community giving back. And that's, you know, I remember that the most, you know, that's a big, important, important part of the business is. You have to give back to the community. Um, taking care of your employees is really important. You know, they took care, good care of me. So, you know, I mm-hmm. I do the same. You know what I remember from my childhood is the garlic festival. You know, that's great. And we talk about bringing it back every yeah, now and I'm then. happy I planted that seed, no <laughs> pun intended, right there. But I, I loved that when I was a kid. So I call yeah. Friday night at my house the garlic festival, so... You know, and, and a lot of there's a lot of local growers, and it, it still could be a real possibility. So yeah, yeah, and um, I mean, just a, a long history there, which is cool. And yeah. then, of course, um, you know, the big gorilla that we all see is it, is he still around? Yeah. So we're on our third gorilla, and he actually just bit the dust. We <sighs> had to put him the rest. Um, they don't make them like they used to. The first gorilla that Sam bought was heavy vinyl, lasted a lot of years. But uh, the new ones they make, they just, they don't yeah. make them like they used to. Yeah. So are they like mascots? Do you name them like? We do name them. We have the kids name them. The last time we was about four years ago and we had the kids at the Halloween parade name them. And we uh, gave out a prize for the winner on that. So um, I am looking at another one. And like I said, I want a good quality one. And Maybe do like Godzilla. And you do like Godzilla versus Kong. You know what I mean? Good idea. I'm full of them. Wow. I do see a lot of Godzillas out there. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about the next phase in this. And um, how about the owners between Pantillos and yourself? What what that time um, was like? Yeah. So Jeff Reddish, uh, he's a gentleman from Rochester, owns a lot of commercial real estates. Uh, He's with Jeremiah's. I don't know if you've heard of that. And uh, when he purchased the pizzeria out of, auction back in 2010 and asked me if I would come run it for him. And of course I said, yes. Uh, and at that time, prior to that, so we were closed for 18 months, sadly. I remember that. We're, we're I do. Sad. Yeah, I remember that. I really do. It was yeah. really sad times. Um, but I did help. We still had the pizzeria in Leroy. So I, I helped out with that. Um, and so I never really did leave. <laughs> there were still... Um, the Leroy Pizzeria. So, uh, so Je- I worked for Jeff for about seven years and ran it 
exclusively for him. He, you know, entrusted me with, with all of it. And uh, he taught me the business end of it, the numbers, the bottom line, um, you know, food cost, those really important things. <laughs> and uh, so between, you know, learning from the Pontillos and then learning from Jeff Reddish, I really feel like I, I've got a good good training out of them. Mm-hmm. Now, what was the inspiration behind you finally going through and saying, I want this place to be mine? Uh, it's funny because I'm going on 35 years and I've been the owner for four years. So prior to that, I never walked around thinking, I'd like to own this place. I really didn't. And I never, I just loved doing what I did. And, you know, it, there were times I worked part time because I was raising my family, my kids. So it was really a, a good balance. You know, I was able to cut back when I needed to or, you know, when the kids would school, were in school, I would work lunch. So it was really a good balance um, throughout all of it. Um, but when it came down to me purchasing the business, I just asked Jeff Rudish one day if he would take me on as a partner because, you know, he had multiple, you know, commercial real estate and different businesses and, you know, and he, we worked well together. I know he was happy with the job I was doing and, and we had a good relationship. So I just nonchalantly one day said, you know, would you take me on as a partner? You know, this is something I want to do, you know, into my, you know, later years. And, uh, he said, yes, let's sit down. Let's talk about this. So we met on a Monday and he said, well, would you like to buy the business? And I said, well, I didn't know it was for sale. Do I need to worry about something? And, <laughs> yeah. um, and he was really candid. And he said, well, you know, I'm not looking to sell. I'm really happy with the business, but I see how much you love the place. And I see how well you do. And I would sell it to you and only you. So like I said, I wasn't looking. And, it, you know, I really think it was a God thing when it comes down to it because my faith is strong and, you know, he's been with me through it all. And, you know, I gave it to God and said, is this really what you have for me? And the answer was clear. Doors started to open. Things moved quickly. And that was a really clean, easy transaction. My big thing is we were busy. We did well under um, Jeff Reddish. And, and I think, you know, being locally owned and operated, you know, people really love that. And, uh, and me being there throughout all those years, people actually watching me grow up through it, you know, we're just busier than ever. Yeah, and, and I, uh, I think you make a great point there, just locally owned and operated, especially yeah. when it comes to like a restaurant like that. You know, you just, it, people get that feeling coming in there like, you know, this is our yeah. place. You know, this is this is Batavia's place. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah, know. and I think a lot, like I said, you know, it was sad when we were closed, and I think that was the general consensus people were really sad to see the lights off doors closed and uh and i think you know having the life back in the building you know is great for the community i love that story because i wasn't aware of the whole jeff piece to that i just assumed you took over and a lot of people do yeah 2010 yeah a lot of people do and and when i ran it for jeff people would ask me you know oh you must be the owner I'm like, no, I'm just, you know, I'm the manager. And people would say, well, you, you run it like you own it. I was going to say, you right. do everything the owner does. <laughs> and I, I thought that was always the biggest compliment. At 100%. I think that's that's it, especially in that role, right? If you're the manager and you're, you're running the business, you have to take that ownership piece because you have to be able to see all the little details and things and yeah. make sure they're as if it was your own. 
Yeah, definitely. And that's what made you successful. Now, what's, what's you know, and this is one that my wife actually gave me. She listened to our first podcast and she goes, you know, it'd be a great question. Um, uh, what has the pandemic done to your industry? What What changes have you seen in your industry over the past year or so? Well, <clears throat> we were already set up for the takeout and delivery. So when we had to close the dining room, it was sad, but we did not realize we would get the volume that we got. And I think that, you know, people were home all week long with the kids and come Friday night, that was their thing. We're ordering takeout. And uh, I already had the curbside pickup already established, like, because I, I would see like moms pulling up in their vans and, you know, they'd have to get all the kids out just to pick up their pizza. And I'm like, you know, and then we have the, you know, elderly people or just people that don't want to get out of their vehicle, which is, we all go through that. We don't <laughs> Don't want to have to get dressed up to go yeah. pick well, up a pizza. Well, convenience is key. Yeah. Convenience. That's really what it is. So I I set up the curbside pickup probably six months prior to the uh, pandemic. So we were already set up with that. And uh, that we already had online ordering. So it was really a smooth transaction. It just, the volume was crazy. But uh, it balanced out because we didn't have the dining room open. Um and I think, yeah, like I said, on Friday nights, people were just really looking forward to getting their pizza and having some transaction with somebody else, you know, with, you know, someone else, even if it was just picking up the pizza. Yeah, I know at the chamber, we did a big push for, you know, support your local business, yeah. support your local restaurants. And really, it's not that hard, you know, oh, I, I got to order a pizza on Friday night, you know. But um, that is true. And, you know, and I would, as a business owner, want to give back to the community. So on a Friday night, when we're getting ready to close up, we'd order from one of the local restaurants. You know, I'd order for the whole staff just That's awesome. because for something different for the staff as a little perk. And then, you know, to give back to the community and just really pushing the local, really staying local. And that really helped because I really believe that, you know, the community and as a whole, they knew how important that was. So how much of the family atmosphere do you try to create for your staff? Because I feel like you have that pretty well there. Yeah, I feel like the mom. I'm the mom to 35 people. Basically, um, we have a pretty much a younger staff. Our average is ranged between, you know, 16 to 25. And then I do have a few older ones, which uh, have been around for quite a few years. Um, but yeah, I do take on that motherly role. My my kids work there as well. And uh, and you live across the street. And I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which is really nice because I'm in a boot right now. I had an injury. So. I can go over to the shop, work a couple hours, go home, ice my foot, go back. So it, it is pretty convenient. Um, but so my kids are, uh, Mary Grace is 21 and Daniel is going to be 20. Daniel goes to UB, but he's home for the summer and he's one of our servers. And then my daughter, Mary Grace, she works um, full time and that's what she wants to do. She wants to Come on as a partner with me. I, that was going to make my question. Yeah. I didn't know how loaded of a question That's it was. Yeah. yeah. And it, but. it's almost like deja vu because she went to Brockport and uh, when it came time to move on and she school really wasn't cutting it for her. And uh, I said, well, what do you want to do? What do you, what's, what do you see in the future? Well, I, I want to work with you. I want to be at the shop. This is what I want to do. So I'm showing her the ropes. That's and, pretty awesome. Uh, 
She's it, doing great. She's an awesome pizza maker. I'm so proud of that. Is that <laughs> is that like a mom's dream or? It, it really is. You know, but, you know, they've all, both of them have been part of the pizzeria since they were little, just because they'd come in and, you know, it was part of our life. Yeah. Yep. And then I have a stepdaughter and she didn't want to work at the shop. <laughs> that was not for her, but uh, she grew up in it too. Uh, we just love stories like that. Local, you know, long family tied stories. Yeah. Um, that's what I really think makes some of these places so special. It makes it all come together and makes it a community effort and, and makes the local community feel like they have some kind of, you know, relationship with the business. It's not, it's not Domino's. It's not, you know, these places where right. you walk in and get a pizza and walk out. There's, you know, the person, you know, the people, you know, you know the pizza. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, know, you know what you're getting, right? Oh yeah. So ready for the final four? Final four questions. We're going to fire them off really quickly. And I am going to put the old one back in for you. So the first one, what was your first car? I had a Ford Escort. Funny story. I have a twin brother and him and I went our separate ways to buy our very first vehicles. And we both came back with 1982 Ford Escorts. I drove a Ford Escort. Did you? Yes. I did. My parents bought one. It was like tan or something like that. Five speed. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I, I literally like drove mine. Miles a gallon. I know. It was yeah. great. Yeah. I, I drew, drove mine into the ground. I didn't know about changing oil and uh, putting oil in, and I seized it up. So. I think we all made that mistake at one point <laughs> in our lives. Um, what was your first job? Surprisingly, not the pizzeria, but it was pizza. I worked at Durian Lake at what it was called then, the Pizza Corral. And yes, so, I know that place very well. Is that over in the back? Is that Well, there's a pizza place still in the back near where like the laser yeah, light show is. Yeah, it was is. in the back over yeah. by Grizzly Run. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 And, uh, well, a Pembroke girl, you're going to probably work at Durian Lake. And I literally lived a mile away from yep. Durian Lake. So, What's your favorite vacation spot when you get to take one? Uh, Adirondacks. Cool. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big hiker and well, hopefully again soon. Did you go like Old Forge Inlet? I go all over. Inlet is my favorite, Uh but I've gone as far as Placid and cool. I used to do the high peaks. Not so much anymore. Did you get them all in or? No, uh, probably about 10. Okay. That's 10 more than me. If you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? I'd want to be invisible. Mm. Particularly at the end, to, to spy on her employees, <laughs> hear the employees trash talking me. <laughs> um, I can, I don't know. I guess that's, that's, a, that's a good, a good option. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my employees just trash talk me in front of me. So oh yeah, it's just right to his face. That's <laughs> just how it works. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the chamber. Yeah. Well, we're approaching twenty minutes here, which is what we were aiming for. So. Thank you, Kathy. It's it's always You're great welcome. to hear these stories. Um, you know, I, we started with Daniel Rotundo, and we made a hit list, and you were right up on that hit list. So, so thanks. we wanted you in here, and we appreciate you coming and well, doing thanks this. Thanks for the invite. Yes. Thanks um, for the story. Yeah, and everybody go and get some Batavia's original tonight because yeah. who doesn't love pizza, right? That's right. Yeah.